Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Thanks for listening in or watching us on YouTube. We always appreciate it. And, of course, we're brought to you locally by Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling systems. Daryl, another day in paradise as far as the Browns are concerned as we inch a little bit closer to the Baltimore Ravens. And the big talk at camp today about who will play left guard. Would you say that was the biggest story? You mean left tackle? Left tackle. See, it was so big that I forgot what position it was. Left tackle. Uh, this is not the right time for the Browns' offensive line to be in shambles, which it is. Um, the the loss of Jedrick Wills uh, for the next four to six weeks is pretty sizable. Um, you know, James Hudson uh, is going to have to step in. Uh, they've got uh, Dewan Jones, who did not practice because he's got shoulder and knee injuries that he's dealing with. Uh, so he didn't practice on Wednesday. Like, this is the wrong damn time for this offensive line to be beat up because the Baltimore Ravens will kick the crap out of them if, if, if you know, they're not at full strength. Uh, that front with Baltimore is really, really good. Uh, it might be better than the Browns front, and the Browns front is really, really good. So um, it, it's the worst possible time for the Browns to uh, have the offensive line in shambles. Joel Batonio didn't practice either. Not too concerned about that. He usually gets Wednesdays off, but um, Dewan Jones not being able to practice, I think scraps the idea that, Hey, you're going to move him to the left side, have him play left tackle, have James Hudson play uh, right tackle. We heard from Wyatt Teller who kind of explained to us today, just how difficult that is uh, to ask, um, of Jones to do to go from the right side to the left side. Uh, of course, Hudson's been doing it. Uh, he played some right tackle on Sunday, played some left tackle uh, on Sunday, and that went over the Cardinals. So, yeah, they're in really, really bad shape up front right now, Andy. Daryl, what did Wyatt say? I'm curious because I've been thinking about this all day. How hard is it? Well, I mean, he just explained that it's, you know, it, it's hard because your technique is opposite. Like, you, ha- you have to remember that your your footwork is opposite. Uh, your hand placement is opposite. So it can be done. It has been done. But like for a guy like Dewan Jones, he needs reps doing it, though. You know what I'm saying? Like um, they had been training him basically at right tackle through the, most of the offseason and training camp and stuff like that. And so, it, um, you know, when Jack Conklin got hurt in week one, suffered that season ending knee injury, like, Dewan was at least able to, he was able to step in effectively, I think in part because that's where he had been working. So now if you want to have this conversation about, Hey, let's move Dewan over to the blind side uh, to protect Deshaun's blind side now um, and have James Hudson over on the right side, because Dewan is the better player. Well, I just, and, and the fact that Dewan is now banged up, 
I just think that complicates everything, don't you? Yeah, so my question then is when Kevin Stefanski was talking at the press conference today about we have options, we have options. I mean, they kind of don't have options, do they? No, I think no. you got to go play it straight. No, they don't. Like, they don't have options. <laughs> they really don't. Um, to me, those are your options. Well, the, I think the other part of the question is, is uh, what is it, Jerron Christian – uh Leroy Watson who they just got in they've got Alex Leatherwood and uh Justin Murray so they uh, Leatherwood and Murray are on the practice squad I I just my problem is it's the Ravens this week right that's the hard part yeah it's the Ravens this week here here's what the Browns are going to be facing front page of the Ravens notes I won't lie that I'm cheating here uh, the uh, the Baltimore Ravens are number one defensively in the following categories. Get your pen and paper out. There will be a test. Uh, sacks with 35. Uh, offensive TDs allowed, just nine. Points per game allowed, 13.8. Yards per play, 4.08. Uh, red zone touchdown percentage, 33.3%. Uh, opposing quarterback rating, 69.7. Yards per pass allowed, five and a half. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, you can throw the Brown stats in there with a rookie quarterback that those, I mean, they help them. They help them a little bit. I still, how did, my question for you is how did the Colts beat them? What did they, what didn't they do? Like, what could the Browns learn from that Colts law, uh, from the Colts win over the Ravens? But more importantly than that, what do you think the Browns learned about themselves when they got beat by the Ravens? Well, defensively, they, I'm not even talking about offensively. I'm talking about defensively because that was the first time they were really susceptible to the run. Well, not only that, and Baltimore has been running the ball really, really well of late too, which is scary. <laughs> um, uh, but the Browns have been pretty good defending the run. So that's that's a little bit of an intriguing matchup. But um, I mean, part of it is you could say they were – They, I, I'm not trying to make excuses, but because the offense was so bad against them, that the defense spent a lot of time on the field against the Ravens that game. And you know, that leads to part of it. They had to defend short fields too. Right. Right. So I think that that um, factors in, but um, I was kind of optimistic going into this week. And now you're not. And all of a sudden, I'm not optimistic at all. All because of the offensive line. It's all because yeah. of the offensive line, or just I, because you started I, reading numbers. I, I think I think this game comes uh, down to the trenches, and right now, I think the Ravens have the distinct advantage in the trenches. Um, uh, on both sides of the ball, or it's yeah. in particular when the Browns yeah. have are on offense. Absolutely, on both sides of the ball. And Deshaun's not 100. percent Let's be honest about that. Um, and he's not going to be 100 percent for the rest of the season. He's just, I, from my perspective, I think he's just trying to gut his way through this rotator cuff injury, and then we'll find out in the offseason if he really does need surgery. But, mm. um, you know, the, they're saying he doesn't. Uh, they've said that he doesn't. But, um, you know, and he apparently got through the Cardinals game clean, even though he did take a couple of good shots. Uh, he downplayed that in his Wednesday media availability when he was asked specifically about it. Like, hey, you, you did take some shots, so did you really come out of that okay? And he said, yeah, sure, yeah, you know, I'm I'm fine. Uh, it, you know, it's just football, but um, you can kind of 
you can kind of see like, and we saw it again on Wednesday where he's just, he's shaking that right arm in between throws and stuff like that. So he's not a hundred percent comfortable with things, but he's, I think as good as he's going to get. And that's why you know he's out there. But um, uh, when, when I look at this game, man, whew, it, it, it worries me. It really does worry me that, you know, uh, the Browns haven't been able to beat the Ravens many times since 1999, and I, I just, I, you know, uh, on, on paper, it doesn't look good uh, for well, So the best part about what you're saying right now is you sounded exactly the same way before San Francisco. So maybe this is the week the Ravens lay an egg. Well, here, no, but here's the difference. The Browns didn't have half their offensive line beat up against Well, you're already missing one starter. You, we've been missing a starter for forever. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I, my bigger and your run game hasn't really been all that effective. Like, you know, Kareem and Jerome and Pierre, like they've been okay. Kareem scoring. They get, I mean, the, is, though, they're averaging less than four yards a carry combined. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I, so I had this, I had this conversation with Jamal White the other day about how, how do you know your running game is effective? Like, what should you ask for out of a running game? With Nick Chubb, you knew you could feel good that you were probably going to get somewhere around 100 yards, if not more. And then you throw in another back there, you're probably up to like 125, 130, somewhere in there. And I, I said, give me a number. Give me a number about the running backs that you should feel confident that if your running backs, no matter how many you have, can hit this number, good things are going to happen. And he's like, 50 yards back when you got three backs. I just, I agree with you. I think there, it's going to be difficult for even one of those guys to get 50 yards against the Ravens and let alone three. So unless you, you know, bust off a big run or something like that, that happens. So I, I think when you're trying to dissect this and try to figure out, okay, this is the plan of attack. The Browns are going to have to use. Cause I agree with you and with Deshaun not being healthy, which means you're probably going to go to a conservative offense which means you're probably going to be trying to throw the ball, you know, five to 10 yards on every throw, if you're going to throw, or you're going to try to set up screens, or you're going to try to just get a little bit at a time. I just don't see them being able to get that. Even though he had a couple nice long throws against Arizona, I just think, man, the Ravens DBs are just so much better than Arizona's. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that. Now, the good news for the Browns is they've got one of the best secondaries in the NFL. But Greg Newsom's hurt, and he didn't practice on Wednesday, and he's hoping to get out there. But, um, you know, and Cameron Mitchell's on injured reserve. So now all of a sudden, that is being challenged, right? Your your depth in your secondary is really being challenged. So, um, I mean, yeah, Baltimore came to town missing like, I don't know, what felt like 22 guys. Uh, and they came out with a dominating 28 to three win, but that was because while well, Dorian Thompson Robinson got thrown to the wolves and you know, uh, that, that was what it was. Um, but yeah, this is, this is going to be a tough matchup for the Browns. This, uh, I have no illusions that they're winning the division. I, I know that's, you know, big hot topic, right? Oh, the division's on the line. No, not really. Browns aren't winning the AFC North. I mean, look, well, they, I'm not going to sit here and say they're not going to win, but I, I agree with you. The percentages are, are in your way. All right, Daryl, when we come back, I want to bring up a question that you brought up uh, today when you were having your media 
uh, availability. And we'll bring that up when we come back. It was a very interesting question about the offense. So we'll do that when we come back. It's always game day in Cleveland.